0: Hey, this is Nomad, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast. Why do they call me Nomad? Well, I traveled the globe spreading the joy of music one song at a time. And now I bring you wisdom, tried and true knowledge, and life experiences of my colleagues and peers in this crazy business we call music. Welcome to another episode of the Career Musician Podcast. Today we have guitarist L.A. Williams, kidney transplant survivor and miracle man. This is the Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad. Okay, first of all, big shout out to Kevin Wilson and all of my homies at the International Musician Summit. Kevin founded the summit, and that's where I met L.A. Williams. Now, L.A. Williams is near and dear to my heart because of one thing. He's a kidney transplant and dialysis survivor. Now, this is near and dear to me because my father is going through the very same experience. When I called L.A. to pick his brain about it, He was nothing but loving, caring, helpful, insightful, and he continues to be supportive in this manner. So I would like to say, if there's anybody out there struggling with being on dialysis or needing a kidney transplant, please reach out to LA Williams on Facebook, and I can guarantee you he's going to bless you. That's not the only reason why I think he's super cool. He is buds with Isaiah Sharkey, one of today's greatest guitar players, hands down. And yes, they are both disciples of... The one and only Spanky. Here I am with La Williams, my good friend. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Career musician. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to. I don't want to fail to mention. So, Ronnie. Yes. Okay, so Ronnie here. Tell us about yes, you here Ronnie, Mr. Well.
1: Ronnie Jones Ronnie is Jones. Uh, hails from South Bend, Indiana, um, uh, as well as St. Louis, and then back to South Bend. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, a minister, uh, uh, nice. uh, and uh, he has also uh, been with the group that I'm traveling with this weekend, the Flint Cavaliers Gospel Group Quartet, and um, uh, he's been with the group for going on six, seven years, yes. awesome. and um, yes. and he's here, he did a wonderful job last night, we was just talking about the performance last night, and the one we got coming up. Later. Wow, there's so much to talk
0: about. Okay, first, <laughs> now the reason why you're such a source of inspiration to me is because it kind of touches home. My father has been suffering uh, from, from kidney issues. Yes. And I know you struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Can, man, it's amazing to me you're a miracle so tell
1: yes. me about that yes um i was uh ever since i was young man i was i was not a person to get sick like i and if i had a cold a bad cold or something like that i always would go to school like i I would go to school fight through all of that okay. and so um and it was one thing my mother would get on my sister about. i was like your brother never stays home he all don't care what he's going through he'd go to school so, I, um, and I was telling my father had. He would never get sick. He got those genes. But all of a sudden, uh, I was, uh, about 35, and, um, for a span of about a couple months during the winter in Chicago, during the winter from, like, probably December or so, uh, I fell ill. And I'm thinking at that time, this is cold season, flu season is normal, and so, um, I end up, um, I end up. Uh, doing these home remedies, man. I didn't go to the doctor because it wasn't that heavy to me. I'm a home remedy guy. I'm like, okay, I'm cutting out, I'm cutting out all of the fast food. I'm going right. to salads and soups at home and water, lots of water. That's and right. but I'm still working at the same time. So really, time it goes by, and I look up, and I realize, I look up and I look like three, four weeks gone. But I'm, I'm moving and going, but I'm still suffering from this cold. I think that I think now that it turned into the flu, I think it turned into the flu, but I'm still, I'm, in, I'm intensifying my home remedies though. Teas, lemon, ginger, what I'm doing, all that.
0: More herbal
1: More stuff. More herbal yeah, stuff, yeah. and uh, about two months later, I end up at a show. I was at a show in Chicago, and I'm on the stage playing, and I asked somebody, I was like, hey, bring me, a, bring me a chair out here. I don't feel good, bring me a chair. Now I will say this, my mind, I will say this, I learn better now, my mind was, I need this direct deposit to go through from this, <laughs> I need to see this direct deposit Tuesday, so let me do this, let me get through this show, and I'll go to the hospital right after this.
0: <laughs> but that's a musician mentality, that's how we are. Yeah. From day to day Yeah, day yeah. Day so I'm like,
1: you know, let me get this I done, and I'll go to the hospital tomorrow. Yeah. So I go through the gig, and... Everybody, I'm not noticing, but everybody's coming over like, dude, you okay? I'm like, yeah, what's wrong? He said, well, you're sitting down, first of all, but you kind of slumped over playing this music. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'll be fine. Get through the show, and now I'm having breathing problems. So, immediately, with my guitar on my back, I go to the emergency room. Go in the emergency room with my guitar. Go into the emergency room, and they check me out. Um, They said, let me check the vitals. Vitals look okay But they go for blood tests. They tell me they come back and say, blood test gonna take a minute. Uh, Let's get a urine sample. Take the urine sample. Comes back 45 minutes later, the doctor busts through the curtains, like in a rush. And I'm laying on the bed. He busts through the curtains. He's like, hey, how long you had this problem? I sit up on the bed. But, uh, well, uh, today I was on the stage and I felt a little tired so I sat down and I had a little problem breathing, maybe today. He said, no, 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 no. What type of medication do you take? I don't take no medication, it just felt bad today. Well, actually, by the last couple months, I had a little cold thing going on. He said, sir, your 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 uh, pH is all over the place. Your pH balance is not even balanced. It's, your phosphorus is high and everything else. Then I said, wait a minute. Um, what are you talking about? Because what you're talking about is not what I'm talking about. And he's like, well, have you been, he start going through these symptoms. He said, have you getting, are you getting cramps? I said, yeah, late in the middle of the night. I get these bad cramps. They wake me up. He says, you have a taste in your mouth? I said, I said, yeah, how you, I, mean, I got a All smile right. on my face saying, <laughs> yeah. yeah, how do you know? <laughs> he's a going drunk, so he I was like, protocol. exactly. I said, man, I peppermint. Brush my teeth 20 times and I still got this metallic taste. He says, Sir, your kidneys aren't working. Those are signs of your kidney. How long have you had the cramps? Oh, i had the cramps for a couple months, but I, I thought it was from being, you know, sitting around or standing up on stage. So the next day they send me upstairs They do three days full of testing. They want to test, they, test, they, said, they tested everything from hepatitis B, C to HIV. Everything in between, high blood pressure, sugar, diabetes.
0: Were you home or were you outside on the road? No, still? I was in Chicago, oh, okay. which was the
1: greatest thing ever. And uh, after that, uh, they took tests, man. it came back Three days later, everything passed negative. Didn't have none of the tests. None of the tests came back positive. Now, the look on your face, the doctor's coming back scratching their head. Yeah. They're saying, man, sometimes we know, sometimes we don't. And this is one of the occasions where we don't know what triggered you don't have high blood pressure. Uh, you don't have high glucose levels. So those are the main triggers, and you don't have any of the that's autoimmune the, things. That's the diabetes. Yes. Thing. You don't have any of the autoimmune things that would have turned your uh, uh, blood cells against your yourself. Right. So they're like, we don't know. But one thing we do know, you have to get you have to get that fluid off of you. You have a hard time breathing because it's fluid on you. And it's and and he, he did it, he did this with his hands, man. He put his hands as if he was cu- cupping my heart, and he says, that fluid is going to crush your heart if we don't get it off of you. It's and like he put his hands... Heart yes. Well, yeah, well exactly. I, I would have gone to that, yes. Yeah. What my father mm-hmm. experienced. He experienced
0: that. Yes.
1: So the, the young lady came back, and she says, listen, well, right before she told me my HIV results, I have to say this, because this scared the living daylights out of me, that was the last test to come back. So she came to me, uh, she came to me a day before literally 24 hours before they visit early in the morning, before she gave me the result, She came back, she says, listen, Mr. Williams, you're, it's a great debate. You're having, you probably wanna, so far amongst this team that doctors, you haven't, we're having a problem with you. I was like, what do you mean? She said, well, half of the doctors are split on trying to medicate your kidney. The other doctors are saying, look, we've tested this guy for everything. He doesn't have it. And one test hasn't came back yet. So obviously he's gonna test positive. So let's go ahead on and move on to another patient because we know what we need to do for that. And so he comes and she's like, so I said, so what are you saying? And she's like, well, your test results haven't come back yet, but it's the final test that hasn't come back, everything else is negative. So we're looking at, you know, just moving on to another patient because we know what to do for that. So I said, well, can you just wait for the results to come back and just start, you know, can you treat me? And she was like, well that's a debate the doctors who want to treat you they they failed in their debate with us so we want them just going on and so I was like wow I says okay I just took it I was like okay all right well I'll just wait till tomorrow to hear from you she comes back the next day and that's 24 hours of dealing with that in my mind
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that's 24 hours so unsettling that's that's 24 hours man I never had no thoughts run through my mind I doubt it
0: what, what what were you talking to somebody? Did you have somebody coach well, you? Well, that's do it? the thing.
1: When I first went into the hospital, my family are very, they're very, um, uh, I, I don't know what word to use. Maybe you guys figure out. But they're very uh, quick. They're quick to come to the hospital because they want to be right on the, on yeah. the situation. Yeah, yeah. But they're not. They don't rationalize the situation first. <laughs> they don't rational. If you're in the hospital, it's like
0: it's doing. it's doing.
1: It's Tuesday. If if you're not in and out in 24 hours, it's like, uh uh-oh, get the family together. And so I held off from talking to my family. I called my sister. I didn't even tell my mother. That was probably smart. Yes, I talked to my sister, and I told her, because she understands the family. So I said, listen, don't you say a word. This is what's going on. I called my stepfather, who raised me since I was 13. I called called him. I called my father. I said, listen, Dad, I'm in a hospital, but I don't know why. And until I know why... I don't want the family to know. Because when they come in, I'm going to say, wait, stop. This is what's going on. I'll be out in 24 hours. <laughs> so, so that was Sunday night. I went in. this Wednesday. So 24 hours I deal with this. Lady comes back in. She tells says, listen. She goes through the whole thing again. I don't rush her to give me the answer. But finally she comes off and says, well, the results are back. And it's negative. So we don't know why. And I look at her and I says, you understand that for 24 is, hours. Yeah,
0: you had me in. Come here. Nights?
1: Let me whisper <laughs> yeah, something yeah, in right. your ear. <laughs> so, right. so she says, well, the kidney doctor is going to come now Okay. and talk to you and tell you the, the process, the nephrologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes in. He's like, look, they're going to um, give you access for dialysis. We're going to start you with dialysis right away, yeah. right away. And that was it. And that was that was it. He says, we're going to give you treatments here in the hospital. We're going to give you two treatments here, and then we're going to just pull the fluid, and then we'll set you for a regular schedule in the clinic. And so uh, I did that, and the first I had a beautiful, great, she works great with people first times on.
0: Yeah. Oh. Oh, sure, please. Thank you. And she
1: gave me great advice. I could not have paid for that advice and got better advice. Okay. And she coached me through the entire process of, what it was gonna be like to be in dialysis, what it's gonna feel like, what to expect. Every ten minutes she sat there through the whole thing and sat there and every ten minutes, are you okay? Hey, Prepping me. Are you feeling this? If you're not That's feeling nice. this, you're gonna feel this in about 30 minutes. Just chill out. Don't worry. Don't get scared. And it was That's just nice. it was just the 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 feeling of your blood leaving and coming right. back in. You know, wow. you can get Little dizziness it's and all a of that. Big deal. It is, man. Those little things in your body, those kidney, those kidneys are dynamic.
0: I don't take they it lightly because I watched my popcorn.
1: <clears throat> yes, man. And let
0: me say, this is you were so instrumental. He was scared. Sorry, Dad. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's fear. He didn't want to do dialysis. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm fine. So he tried everything else, and he even tried the, the, the homeopathic. The homeopathic, yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Been and, in. Real,
0: and I've been, I did some research with him, all right, you need to eat this, you can't eat that. So the fact that you had somebody help you through that. Yes. Now that seemed like, for him, it was a really slow transition from realizing what he had to finally arriving, arriving. at dialysis. It was months, many months. Yes. You. No prep. You went from the hospital yes. like, three, four days later to dialysis?
1: Yes. yes. And that was something I encouraged people about uh that I I really hoped I don't know if it would have been different, but I really really think back if I would have done it over, I would have had those regular checkups like I do now, uh at the at the doctor, because they would have been taking my all of those, they would have seen that in a chart. Uh I encourage people to if you got it, if you got an opportunity when they're telling you, hey, well, you know, you got 30% working, you got 40%, and it's going down, those are the best opportunities to have to try to turn things around. But when you're going to the to the 20, 15%, and things of that nature, that's when you got to prep yourself. And so, not having a prepping opportunity is when I say, oh man, my job now is when I... Because I, I question, I said, man, and this is the honest truth. I was like, uh. Heavenly Father, listen, I got a list of people that you could give this to who probably deserve this, uh, and I'll go down the list if help, yeah. help. But then I thought, I said, you know what, I don't know why, because the doctors don't know why, and now I don't know why. So since I don't know why, maybe, maybe this is for another purpose. And I promise you, Nomad, from, from you, from being able to talk with you and many other musicians through the country that just contacted me, they just contacted me. I seen a purpose, I seen a purpose, I saw a greater purpose that was bigger than me. That I that I accepted when the, when my doctors came and said, you got to get on dialysis.
0: And that's what gave you the peace.
1: That what, that's, and when I tell you peace, that's what I pray for, peace.
0: Because the first thing we all do, why me?
1: Yes. Oh, oh yes, and I did it.
0: What the hell, why is yeah. this happening to me, really, now?
1: Yep, I did it. Right? Yes, Yes. yep, um, you're right.
0: And the funny thing
1: that I, I said to God, why him? Right. I was there that night oh, as you played. Play. Yeah. And I looked at him and I was one of the guys that said, what's wrong with you? <laughs> he had his hoodie on. I sure it did. He sure I it did my have my hoodie on, Yep. He <laughs> had his hoodie on and he was sweating. I was like, It's I not
0: how know what's wrong. And so I started acting. I was like, man, you okay? Next day. Nomad here with the Career Musician Podcast. Thank you for listening. I wanted to tell you about hashtag AskNomad to ask me any music related questions And I will respond usually within 24 to 48 hours. Again, that's hashtag AskNomad. Ask me anything you'd like about the music biz, about your instrument, about practicing, about music theory, anything at all that has to do with music. And I will answer your questions, share, repost, and put it out there for all of the Career Musician Podcast family to see and hear. Thank you so much for listening. This is Nomad. And remember to use hashtag Ask Nomad. Listen to the Career Musician podcast on your preferred streaming service. When this all happens, and then the thought process, the emotional impact that it has on you, again, looking at you is such an inspiration because um, myself, I, it would have been really hard. And, and, and so, what kept you from saying, you know, man, just screw everything. That's it, I'm done. Like, I don't even, how did you fathom? going on with music because let's talk about being a musician yes good question yes you know we're all modern day nomads yes yes we do do. it's how we earn a living and this is how we share our gift absolutely so uh, how did because i think i asked you that when i first met you at the summit, or when i spoke i was like how do you do gigs how do you do dialysis in gigs that makes no sense and
1: you saw that in person at the summit, coming from dialysis and going on the stage yeah so doctors came in and they would all come in and every doctor that came in is if, as if I had to tell my story over again because they and I think I did it for the confirmation of the future mindset I would have to have and so every doctor came in and it was a new doctor and I go oh my goodness they finna ask me the same question I'm gonna have to tell it all over again so Mr. Williams what do you do? Uh, and then my question would always end up saying well I was a musician and they're like oh what stopped it? I said well this I don't know how I'm gonna do this and be a musician, because uh, a lot of musicians I knew who were doing this, they were doing, uh, they was they were traveling with a dialysis machine, and they would do their treatments in hotels, and and I and I and I knew that that was a setback for a lot of musicians. One, namely, mentor of mine, Spanky Alfred. I
0: knew we were gonna get I yeah, think.
1: Spanky, and and and, and that was one of the things that I was like, man. Um, out of all the things, and I was, the last four years Spanky lived, I was very close to him. And and I said, you know, and I would mess with uh, uh, our friend Sharky, and I'd be like, man, mm-hmm. you got the licks, and I got the kidney failure. <laughs> right. You got the feel, like, so, well, I would laugh about it. But my thoughts about it was that, because I knew the troubles he had. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like now they're going to, you know, artists will consider me a liability.
0: That's
1: right. You know, they're going to consider me a liability. And I'm like, oh my goodness! And so I'll tell the doctors I used to be a musician. They'll be like, well, why? What happened? They say they, they encouraged me. It was the doctors. Man, that's awesome. It was the doctors, man. I, I couldn't believe it. That's awesome. They said the doctor said, well, you can still be a musician. Why do you have to stop? You're too young. You're not gonna be on. No, no, no. You're too young to be on this. Don't let this stop you. You can still. You still. Still life. There's still life. You can live. And so. They yeah. said, no, we can set you up. You know, once you get uh, acclimated to this, we can set we can you up you how, to how to do this yeah. without having to do it in the hotels. You can, we have clinics all over the place, all over the world. And so I was yeah. like, what? Are you serious? Every, anywhere. It's anywhere in the United States. We have clinics. We have networks. Don't worry. And so, but I decided I was going to take six months. I took six months, no plan. But those six months I took for myself myself to learn and so the uh, clinic that I end up going to was Fresenius uh, Dialysis Center and they have a network where they have a person out of their home office which is in um, a, corp- a corporate office out of Minnesota who talks with you weekly and they kind of prep you what to expect and all the things to go through and so I talked to the lady and this is what she gave me an awakening on what gave me encouragement she said listen don't you miss one treatment don't you miss one treatment. She says, a lot of people, what the treatment does is it relieves you of symptoms. She said, listen, your kidneys are still not functioning. It feels like they're, that you're fine, but you're not fine. Oh. It only, you're only on there for four hours. And if you take four hours every other day, that's 12 hours a day. 12 hours a week. A week. Out of, out of uh, 24 hours a day times 7. So now, it's a, it, small it's a very small treatment window you have, the other times your kidneys are not functioning. So she says, don't you miss one treatment and protect the access that they give you to do your treatment through. Those are the two biggest advice she could have ever gave me. Because I have protect, I, that's been my lifeline. And, okay. and that's why I didn't go out for six months until I could set up the treatments. And I, and I knew how to maneuver it. And every artist, I'm really thankful for a lot of the gospel artists that I work with because they were very considerate in that. They were very considerate. They wouldn't move until I was able to do my treatment, which would be really that Friday, I'll get a, I'll do my treatment early morning get a flight out. And then That's I'll amazing. meet up. Yep. And then I'll meet up with them. And sometimes if I couldn't get a treatment on Friday because we had a show, I'll change my treatment to Saturday. So during the day, <clears throat> yep. During the day, I was able to do sound check and everything, and then go do my treatment and come back. Back and do the show. And come back and do the show.
0: That kind of diligence, the, 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 the perseverance that it takes to do that.
1: And I promise you, when everybody say that, I say it was no strength of my own because I don't think I could have done it. I promise you. I mean, that's hardcore, man. My prayer when I when I was in the hospital, my prayer was, if I gotta go through this, I gotta go through this. I'm not asking you to move the mountain, but you're going to have to definitely give me strength to climb because right I cannot do it because I can't do it. Because I I don't, I know I don't have the strength, and I promise you.
0: No, you know what you did? You got a shovel, and you built a tunnel through that sucker.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, man, I promise you. Because that's hard work, it's, it, it, it was, man. When I look back, all I can think, I'll be like, Father, thank you, because I don't know. I, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have done that. These guys always running them. They looked at me and was like... Dude, I was like, dude, all I need to do is once I'm done, just let me go to sleep right. and, my re- and, and really rejuvenate my strength. And once you do that, once you, I think I told you, like, let him get yeah. it. Like, it's real. Yeah. Let him get his strength back. And once he does, he'll be popping up and he'll be ready to roll.
0: That's what you said,
1: yeah. He'll be ready to roll. Just let him. And I said, tell the family, he's serious. When he says he's tired, leave
0: him alone. Leave
1: him alone. I was like, leave him, let him get his rest, let him eat and get his rest, and he'll be right back up, ready to roll. That's what I did, man. That's that's what I did, and that's how I did it.
0: Fast forward.
1: Yes. Now you're
0: a recipient.
1: Recipient of a kidney. Um, I uh, originally had a six to eight year weight. I, uh, I had a universal blood type. It uh, was old, uh, bl- old blood type, and... As universal as that may sound, okay, uh, it's the longest wait because it's the rarest.
0: What? When you said like, universal, I thought that
1: was a good thing. <laughs> right, well, that's what I thought. It's like, well, you have a universal blood type. And I was okay, like, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah but okay. actually, it's the rarest. Oh. <laughs> so it's a six, like all other blood types had a three to four year wait, a four to five year wait. I had a six to eight year wait. So that was March of 2012. And I was on Facebook and a gentleman in June, uh, in June of four years later, in 2016, a gentleman is on Facebook, June 2016, saying, man, how he's, at had the, had the 12 tries, he has a perfect match for a kidney. And now he is going in. And man, I plastered his video everywhere. I'm like, man, I, man, I thank heaven that somebody, you know, is getting a kidney and I don't know this guy, but he's just encouraged me. Little do I know, a month and a half later, I'm getting a call. And usually everybody says, well, the first call is just kind of trial run and let you know you're getting close on the list. You're getting close. You're moving up. Uh, But they kind of prep you. They protocol to prep the person who who could be second on the list. Like prep them who matched up for this kidney. Just in case that the first person can't get it. So they called me. I had a student that day. So they called me about 9 o'clock says, Mr. Williams, uh, this is just a protocol call Um, pack a bag, if this person doesn't receive it, you may get a call but this, normally they take it but just to prep you pack a bag and so I hang up the phone like, yeah, uh, let me go tell the student I'm on my way. And, you know, I'm not going to let this stop me from this class. Right,
0: right, right.
1: Not going to let my student off that easy.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> so I called my sister. I said, listen, they just called me, but I'm not going to get this kid. It's, you know, it's, they, this guy, gonna, whoever it was, they're going to match up. And so she's like, you sure? They ain't call you for no reason. I said, no, they call me because protocol. And so I'm like, I'm going to this student and I'm going by my business they supposed to call me back in 45. They didn't call me back in 45 minutes. So, like, I'm going out the door. Phone rings. And when the phone rings, it's 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 uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Hospital, University of Wisconsin Hospital in Madison. And I'm stunned at the phone ringing. I'm like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. I got to go teach. And, man, I'm shaking and I... She's clearly told me the first time, we're not calling you back if this kidney is not for you. She's calling me back. Man, <clears throat> by the way, in the interim, I called my pastor. And I prayed for the person to get the kidney. Ah, yeah. Remember I, we passed, I said, Pastor, I want to pray that the person. I said, and this was the reason why. Whoever is before me, they may not be as strong as me. They may not be as I've had. I've got a lot of resources around me. They may not have these resources, but you I get and I've conditioned. because at my four year point was March 25th. My four year point, I said, you know what? I can I can go another four years. I can do this. I can do this. This was strong. I can do this. I can do this. At four years, I said, you know what? Wow. I can do this, man. I can do this. I got a lot of support systems. I can do this. Amazing. And from March to August, I got the call. And we prayed for the other person to get the kidney. But I got the call back, and I answered the phone, busting in tears. I'm in tears. I'm about to cry now, man. <laughs> man. I'm in tears, dude. No, it's
0: just real, And man. she's
1: like, how long can it take you to get here? And they're two hours away. What and I said, I'm coming. Now. I'm coming now. I call my sister. With a guitar. I called my sister, and I said, this is it, Tasha, this is it. And we hit the road, man. She canceled her job. She's like, I'm not coming in. I got to drive my brother to get a kidney.
0: Four years.
1: Four, Four years. years. Four and a half years I got the kidney.
0: Don't get the kidney.
1: And I had an eight-year wait. And so, to anybody listening, hey, it happens just like that.
0: Okay, I mentioned L.A. Williams, Isaiah Sharkey, and Spanky. Well, Spanky Alford, he is probably the godfather of all things gospel, jazz, R&B, Guitar. I mean, this dude has really inspired so many of us guitarists, uh, and we all run the gamut of genres and styles that we play. But Spanky really just left a mark on all of us. May he rest in peace. So, as I'm talking to L. A. Williams, if you hear me bring up Spanky, that's who we're talking about. And Isaiah Sharkey is a young cat who came up in the ranks the past, uh, you know, a couple handfuls of years, and he's just killing it and uh, Sharky and L.A. are very tight, and they were both close to Spanky. So that's why I mentioned that, give you a little bit of history. Subscribe to The Career Musician on Apple Podcasts.
1: A gentleman uh, who plays uh, one of the uh, uh, legendary groups in quartet, He used a drummer, uh, name's Keith Hampton, he has a similar testimony, and he's uh, out of St. Louis, he, they, they know him, and he called me, I was, uh, I was about three years in, with the dialysis. And he called me and said, hey, man, I need, I need to talk to you. And he's and he's in the hospital. And he tells me he has kidney failure. Now, at that point, I'm devastated. I'm saying, oh, Keith, oh, man, oh, I'm crying. We're very close. And I'm like, no, Keith.
0: Younger than you.
1: And this is what he says. Hey, L.A., no, no, no. No, it's cool, man. Hey, no, L.A. <laughs> he didn't say anything <laughs> like, for me. It's cool, man. And I'm like, what do you mean? He says, I saw you. I've seen you grow through it. I saw you. I don't know nobody who did what you did. He said, "I seen you, and now that's been that's mine." But that at that moment, three years later, when I got his call, he was the first one to ever call me. It was three years later that I understood my prayer I was like, I don't know why I'm going through this, but I got to be going through this for some reason. And when I got his call. Everything just made sense to me. That's grit. Yeah,
0: we're not talking about getting through 100 push ups We're talking about yeah. life or death. Literally. Yes, no, literally,
1: no, Every day. Literally. literally. I know.
0: Then I just travel. literally, so, man. So, that's why this podcast is so important. So, so yeah, dude, I appreciate you for it. Man. Sharing, man. I appreciate it. Dude. But but okay, but, but before we go, yes, because uh, I know we're running out of time. You guys got to get going, Spanky. Oh, and your and your history there. I feel in the guitar community, especially. I want this on every guitar magazine, I want, oh, wow. I want yes. it streaming on Netflix yeah. and everywhere, like I want to do a, uh, some kind of a documentary that really speaks to what this man and the legacy oh, is oh, man. and then how you and Sharky are carrying the torch.
1: And that documentary would be great, but the Al- uh Alfred uh, aspect came in for me. 25 years old, um, I, uh, my brother-in-law was begging me, had, I was in the corporate world, I didn't play guitar for 6 years, from 20 to 25 I didn't play, I was trying to get my 401k playing going from corporate world, and so uh, he begged me to play for him for an uh, uh, outdoor fest, and I finally, I turned around for so many years, and I finally said okay, and I met this group here that I'm traveling with, at 25 years old, and I played for him, and one of the guys asked me to sit in with them. And so uh, the guy that was just uh, interjected, in Craig Johnson, from Flint, yes. Michigan. Craig was playing at the time. He was a guitar player at that time. And yeah. so I was learning from him. But we were traveling one day, him and a big bass player, to go in Carolina somewhere. And they, uh, he asked me, had I heard a Spanky? At that time, I was, I was, I was a young bloomer, so I wasn't really deep into who played what. I just listened to records. I don't know who was playing what. So I was like, no. But he put on a cassette tape, and I hear this guitar player, and I'm like. Whoa. Freaks you out. whoa, 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 so it freaks you out. years later, this is years wow. later, I'm about in my 30s, yeah. he's playing which he loves Spanky, no matter what, even you, no matter what, yeah. you, you're you out with face, and you make time for, for me, so I'm like, I love these type of people, and so Spanky would make yeah. himself available, he was out of Huntsville, there was a convention of quartet uh, singers, uh, artists in Birmingham, Alabama, so Spanky would come down from Huntsville, and Hank, if he if if he wanted and to
0: all the guitar players, listen.
1: If he wanted to, he would get up and play for everybody on the stage. He would be like, "Oh, you need me to play? All right, let me get my guitar." Yeah. And he would go and play with everybody. So one day, I heard him. I seen him walking down the hall, and I'm looking. And my guy said, "My brother-in-law says, there go the guy right there." And I was like, "Who?" And he's like, "Spanky." I'm like, "Not that guy." And my brother-in-law says, "Watch this." Mr. Spanky And he puts his hand out And Spanky's like Hey what's up man And I'm, I'm frozen Now I'm like Oh shit That is Spanky And That's what I That's my
0: idol
1: Oh no yeah. <laughs> so Now what am I gonna do What I do then I gotta drop a name Cause now I'm so frozen I said Here uh, Let me How do I introduce myself to him And I says Mr. Alfred uh, uh, We have a great mutual friend And he says "Who is was that And I says Mr. Craig Johnson which is him. And I said, Craig Johnson. And he says, oh, that's my boy. And he gets to sing one of his uh, songs that he put out at the time called mm. Hold Out, Be Strong. quartet mm. song. He's like, he starts singing a song. Hold out, be strong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, they, were, they were burning it up on the radio in Huntsville. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he was like, tell Craig they burning the song up, man. They burning it up. And he got it. He had a card. No, he said, you got a card? And I said, yeah. And on the back of a card, he wrote his name and number. He says this is my number. Call me anytime you want. From there was it for 4 years man. And I would call his house so much. His wife Shirley would answer the phone and says, "Hold on, Derek." At that time I didn't have LA. Uh-huh. At, that time, didn't have LA. <laughs> <laughs> At that time I didn't have LA. She, she superstar. She I want to superstar. So she pick up the phone and say, "Hold on, Derek. He's in the, he's he's doing something ill." He, he don't want you to hang up. He's told me to tell you to hold on. Right. And man, but what I love. I tell people all that time all the time this Spanky spent more time talking to me about life than, than, than I, I, I didn't. Yeah. I, it wasn't about riffs. It, it, it wasn't it about. So he right. became
0: your mentor. Oh,
1: man. Oh, man. Unbelievable the conversations about life that he would have with me about, about just being a man and prepping yourself in a business the business aspect of the and industry that's why we're here yes that's
0: why this exists the career yes. musician podcast to hear your story yes man imbued from people like
1: yes Spike. absolutely and and I tell people all the time you get and you'll get that from Tyrone Jackson yeah you'll get that from Sharky anybody right. who spent time Kevin, Kevin Wilson right they will tell you yeah, that no, they right. will they spent more time talking to him about just life in general experiences then, hey man, pick up the guitar, so what was those licks that you did? And You know, he would do it, I would. he would do it, one time I, I was in Birmingham when he got ill, <clears throat> very ill, uh, in January they had a convention, and so he wasn't able to come down, Shirley talked to him and said, you know what, I don't think this, I don't think he'll make this one. So when she said that, I got out of my car in Birmingham and I drove up to
0: Huntsville.
1: I'm like, no, no, no. Well, she had that voice, that tone in her voice, and I went and seen him, He's at a music store because he taught at this music store called Shepherds, Tom Shepherds, T Shepherds, and he's teaching. And he goes in the back. I go in the back, and he's sitting down. And I had this voicemail at the time. That's good turn on it. And he's like, "Hey man, what's that thing you got on your voicemail?" Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm like,
1: "Oh no, no, don't try it. You could yeah, play yeah, that." Yeah, "No, yeah, no, no, sure. Where you coming from?" Which I loved about him. He yeah, was yeah, eager yeah. to. He wanna know where you coming from. What wait, wait what you doing then? Where you coming from What's that? What's your angle you doing there? that So I show him and when I show him he says, Oh, so you did this. He's like, Now you know you can do this, this and 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 this, and this, and this. he the just professor. Oh my yeah, yeah, yeah. goodness. I love it. And so I said he had my guitar. He says I said Spanky, man, would you guys do a setup with my guitar? He says, Yeah. He comes in and at that time he's very weak. He's very weak at that time. And he tries to get up, and I say, Oh, no, no, no. I'll go get. He says, No. I got it. I'm going to go up there with you. And he gets up, and I'm like, Whoa. Again, and he gets up and he walks up front. And I see him in his condition, but I'm saying, But he's here teaching students. He, he's still playing. I'm saying, Tell the end.
0: Because yes. he knows that cycle of life. That's has it. Tell the
1: end, man. And he goes up, he tells uh, a shepherd, Except my man uh, strings up, put him in, and then at the end I go to pull out my money. Spanky says, "What are you doing?" Same thing you just did. What are you doing? No, no, no. Shepard, put on my bill. No, no, no. I want you right. I want you right when you go back to the to the convention. And that was the last time I seen him. And in March he passed.
0: I'm speechless, which is rare. Um. <laughs> As performers, none of us are usually this speakers, right. <laughs> But, man, I just can't thank you enough for all this knowledge and wisdom. I
1: oh, thank you, man.
0: And it is life. It's life wisdom. And it goes so far beyond the plane.
1: Yes, know? it does. If anybody's struggling with kidney failure first time or uncle, mother, anybody, there is life after kidney failure. That's right. There is life after kidney failure. You're living proof. That's it.
0: Last thing I wanted to say is where can people hear you, get your music, find everything that you do?
1: Well, actually, the stuff that I'm doing now, I'm on Facebook under L.A. Williams, Instagram, okay. L.A., the, the guitarist. Um, but I don't have any music out on myself, but I am producing. I do have two singers I just produced on this artist, quartet artist, the Flint Cavaliers out of Flint, Michigan. They have a single out called Holding On. I wrote the song, uh, arranged it, and record, had them. we recorded it. Um, and a single called One Man that I rearranged and arranged all the music and produced the project. So, so the fourth, the, the entire project is forthcoming. But it's uh, an g- artist out of Chicago called Eve Ev. The number three, um, th- three young ladies phenomenal. Uh, I arranged. I was in the studio and I was working on their project on their album. And the producer was like, the in- producer was like, hey man, you got anything you got in your brain? Anything you want to put on? see what we can work with, and I was like, you know what, I got this tune I'm working, I don't have any words, but I got a tune I'm working on. I played a whole song on acoustic, it was acoustic field, and um, next thing you know, that was in February 2016, two years uh, later, um, in in the interim of things, a guy that we know, uh, Co-sign from a group, a uh, 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 production group called Interns out of Interns. L.A.
0: Interns, I know. Co-sign.
1: Co-sign is friends with with my producer. i read producer. Wow. Uh, They 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 were working out of the same studio uh, before they moved to L.A. He's from Chicago, so they worked Look out of the at same that. studio. And we sent it to him. We had just got the song mixed. The words were put on it. People wrote to it. Uh, Kaya Holmes, uh, Gabby uh, Gabrielle Morgan, Dante Hall wrote to this, and um, Corey Barksdale. And so, we were finishing up for their project for the album. but coastline hears it, and while he's listening to it, somebody's in his studio. He's listening to it, checking out the mix. He's sending us word back like, "Yeah, it's cool. Everything's good." The guy hears and it and was like, "Hey, who was that?" He's like, "Uh, oh, it's this group from Chicago, My People." It's like, uh, it's that like gospel or, or secular. He like, said, "Oh, it's gospel." He says, "You know, Snoop working on gospel album." He's like, huh? Hey, man, he need to hear this. So the Ooh. process starts. And the process starts, and next thing you know, Snoop hears it. First day he hears it, he's like, it's going on the out. So uh, the production was uh, split between myself, the uh, gentleman, uh, Lou, uh, uh, Luther, and Cosign. And so we co-produced, we produced it. And, and wrote I it. I, I, yep, I arranged the music, everything, and, um, and that was it, dude. I wrote wrote the music and then it, it got placed on Snoop's album, man. And track twenty three called Unbelievable featuring Eve. Yep. Damn. My work Just man. Like that. Yep.
0: And like a real professional career musician you handled your business <laughs> Yes, yes, oh, got you got your yes, you got your publishing. yes. You got that was the first anyway. thing and
1: and, and and actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because got to teach the young when we first when we yeah. first began to talk about it, the first thing out of the the uh, other guy's mouth, Lou, uh, which I uh, celebrate, Lou, because I wasn't too keen on working on productions, and so next thing you know, uh, I said, man, I, you know, I ain't too keen on working on productions. The business isn't right. right. And he says, I promise you, this will be right. This when you work with me, this will be right. And so I laid on the table everything I would need, every, make sure all the paperwork's right. He laid on the table everything he can do, and we made a partnership. And we've been working on that production team ever since. The whole production is called Hotel Saints, mm-hmm. and they got a great production. Stuff is coming out this year and next right. year. We'll have to check um, that out. But one thing he said is, hey, let's, let's, let's get this on paper now. We'll do an email thing, and then we'll get the lawyers on it right away. And he kept to his word. We split the production credits, my uh, uh, writing credits, all, the, all I got all my. ASCAP, money, am ask and we're writing them and, and uh, publishing.
0: A person that's not willing to do business before work
1: yes. is not
0: worth doing business with, with at, at all. Business. Come on. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I mean, yes. Right? So yeah, And a lot of cat, oh, man, man, this guy comes in and wants to talk business
1: why wouldn't I? Let's handle the
0: business. <laughs> then we can forget about that and have fun Nothing creating. but work.
1: That's it. Nothing but work out of that. Yeah, we can do have so fun that's clear. beautiful, man. Yep. Track 23, Unbelievable, featuring Eve on Snoop Dogg Presents Bible Love. Bam. That's it.
0: L.A. Williams. Yes. Gentlemen.
1: Mr. Nomad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> ladies in- I appreciate you, man. And, again. I'm sorry. Ronnie.
1: Ronnie. Minister Ronnie Jones and Minister Jones. Craig Jones. A.K.A. Red Bull. A.K.A. He's All the right. grasshopper Red Bull. He's the energy of the, of the budget.
0: All right, thank you for listening to my rant. That wraps another episode of the Career Musician Podcast by yours truly, Nomad. Thank you, L.A. Williams, for making the time and sharing with us and being so vulnerable about your personal life's journey. We are forever grateful and indebted to you. Please like, subscribe, share, follow, download, blah, 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 everything The Career Musician. Don't forget gospel, jazz, R&B, funk, soul, rock, Latin, this, that, everything else. And in between The Career Musician signing off until next time. you for tuning in to the career musician please click the subscribe button and share the career musician podcast on your social media feeds i'm just a nomad a nowhere man writing the songs in this one-man band a nomad Nomad here, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast, wanting to tell you all about PantheonPodcast.com Network. I am a part of this collective that is solely music-based podcasts. And guess what? It is the only one of its kind on the globe so far. It is a collective of an independent network of podcasts all based on music, which dig into the culture, technology, history, and everything else you can imagine that has to do with music. Thank you so much for listening, and be sure to check us out at pantheonpodcasts.com.